You are now listening to Ascend with Yogi Jazz, the podcast. Welcome back for another episode. It's so cool to say another. It just signifies that I started something that I really wanted to do. If you are new, I'm so happy to have you. Thank you for allowing me into your spirit and your soul today. We are going to talk about the awakening process. After the first episode, so many people asked me questions that I felt like I could answer underneath the umbrella of awakening. But let's talk about the feedback and the support. I appreciate y'all so so much. I got so much positive feedback. Y'all shared me with your platforms and that continued to grow the platform. So I am just so grateful. Thank you so much. Um, I wanted to also go into detail about the services that I offer and what I do because I don't think it's something I've vocalized enough. And these may be things that you're looking for. So as you know, I teach yoga I also do aromatherapy and sound healing, and I teach meditation. That can look like a million different things. In any setting that you can think of, I am familiar with. So whether it's corporate yoga for team building, if you have a company yourself, or if you are part of a company that you feel like could really benefit from mindfulness in the workplace, send me an email. If you are looking for a personal practice and you want to do private sessions, whether it's just you, you and a friend, you and a spouse, you and your kids, I also offer that service. If you want to do a private party for a group, we can do that too. I actually hosted a really cool bohemian style party with yoga and meditation for someone's birthday party. So she shared that experience with her friends, conscious conversation, yoga, meditation, good food. It was a really great time. Um, yeah, so if you're interested in any of those, you can send me an email at yogijazzporter at gmail.com. Now, a couple of announcements too. Um, I also have a business with my business partner. Her name is Alicia. She's Afro Yoga on Instagram, and we have Yoga Evolution TV. If you are in the Houston area, you definitely want to come to one of these events, especially if you're interested in the content that I create on this podcast. So once a month, every first Wednesday of the month, except July, we're actually going to take a break for something special that I'm going to tell you about in a second, but we do a event and the event starts with a holistic market. So you have everything there from body care products, hair care, um, household products, crystals, vegan food, all the things. And everybody there is handpicked and they are just some of the best people I've ever met actually. And then we transition into a television show. So it's produced. It is bohemian style. So everyone's, the the seating is um, floor seating. No one has shoes on. And we bring on a different guest every month. And that guest is either a business owner or someone who is really making big moves in the Houston area. And we talk about topics like these. And we teach you how to do it. And we have an open conversation. We open it up to the audience. We do giveaways. It's a real TV show, like an Ellen show or an Oprah show. And then we transition into a yoga class. So we take that yoga class and help you embody the concepts that we spoke about on the show. So just a couple of examples. We talked about how to manifest things into your life, how to create abundance in your life, how to heal yourself, self-love, those type of things. So 
If you're looking for more information on that, you can go to yogaevolutiontv.com or you can visit us on Instagram at yogaevolutiontv. Now, lastly, we are going to have a retreat locally. Now, we realize that not everybody has the time or the means to spend $5,000 on a retreat. So we wanted to bring something very affordable and very local to you. So even if you're not in Houston, if you're in Dallas, drive down for it. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be 4th of July weekend. So July 6th from 3 to 9 p.m. We have a really nice home. It's a two-story home with a really luxurious pool area. And we're going to have so much going on. So we're going to have a bunch of different intuitive healers and mystics so that you can experience things that you may not go experience on your own or you may be afraid to experience or just may have never even heard of it. But we'll have acupuncturists there. We'll have some B12 drips there. We'll have palm readers, tarot card readers, intuitive healers, sexual energy balancers, henna artists. Um, We're also going to do a sunset meditation with a performance by Samil from Universe Soul Fest. And he is going to play the crystal singing bowls. So the pool is body temperature like bath water. We'll have poolside massages. We'll have it catered. So... If you're interested in that, again, you can go to yogaevolutiontv.com or you can email me or direct message me and we'll make sure to get you in there. It's going to be a really great day retreat. So moving on, um, awakening. Today, I'm going to go through what is the awakening process and what is it that you're waking up from? Because some people are not familiar and some people are familiar, but just need some some perspective on it. And then we're going to talk about the isolation and the depression that can be associated with it, which is what most of my audience has reached out to me about. Like, when is it over? When is it going to stop? This is terrible. Is Does it ever get better? And it does. It really does. Um, and then I'm going to talk about the ways that you can get over to the other side to peace and acceptance. So let's get started. All right, so I want you to imagine yourself and a thousand other people sleeping peacefully, all having the same dream. Everyone has a smile on their face like a baby. They're just deep in their sleep. The dream is so good. Everyone is in the same dream. And all of a sudden, you open your eyes. And you sit up and you look around and everybody else is still asleep and you're the only one that can see that everyone else is in a dream. That's the best way that I can explain awakening. (laughs) Um, I also like to say the twilight zone, the matrix, those are other words that people use, but it's just becoming aware that the common illusion under which everyone else is operating, there's a higher view, there's an outside view of that experience and you realize that you've been a part of that for a long time you were raised in that as kids we're definitely a part of that because we're so focused on growing up and what people are presenting to us and teaching us we're just soaking up environment so there's different levels to the illusion so the easiest illusion to understand is the adult to child illusion And then over that is going to be system and entities illusions over adults. 
So I'm going to go through some illusions <clears throat> and it's really important to be in a space where you're really objective to what I'm about to say, because some of the things that I'm about to say could be new information. It could be shocking. It could be upsetting. You could disagree with what I'm about to say. And mind you, this is all from my perspective, my opinion of what illusions are. But my goal here, if you're looking to be awakened, is to help you see things that maybe you haven't seen yet. So let's just take a second together. If you're sitting down, if you're standing up, whatever, as long as you're not driving, please don't do this if you're driving. But just close your eyes for a second and let's just take a deep inhale together. And just try to detach from your personal bias, your experiences, your thoughts, and your beliefs. And just remember that enlightenment, the path of enlightenment, is actually realizing how much you do not know. So staying open is very important. So let's start at something small. I'm going to take you with baby steps, and then I'm going to get up to the more impactful illusions. So let's start with Santa Claus. That is something that adults create an illusion for kids. We tell them that somebody else, we make up this story, Tooth Fairy, Easter Bunny, all of these things. And for me, throughout my process, it was really easy to accept that there was an illusion because I felt like, why would people stop lying after I became a certain age. <laughs> like, if we're lying to kids, I'm sure that other adults are lying to other adults. So that made sense to me. Just like I always think about in jobs. Like, there's always someone who doesn't really care about their job, no matter what level they're on, from a janitor to a doctor, to someone who's assembling planes, someone who doesn't fully want to be there and there's room for error so just really coming to a space where you understand that anything is possible on any level and it's more about human nature than anything else and that's another illusion okay so after santa claus let's talk about looks fame socioeconomic status those are illusions the body the package that somebody comes in the way that they're dressed how much money they have, the lifestyle that they lead, you know, how much of an audience they're able to reach. Those are all illusions. There's so many people who work so hard to make the outside look a certain way. How many times have you heard someone talk about clenching their purse because a scruffy looking person walked by? And then you can also look on YouTube or viral videos and see someone give that person some money and that person go share that money with another homeless person. Or you can see someone dressed up really nice, really nice Ferrari, really nice suit, and there's embezzlement of the company. They're a really dishonest person. So just remembering that what you see is not always what it is. The third dimension, the physical dimension that we live on, as far as what we can see, touch, whatever the senses can experience, we really hold that for truth. And it's not. That's a part of the illusion as well. 
So the next level up, I'm going to say is titles, parents, bosses, children, spouse. Those are illusions that are created with expectation and association. Like you think your dad is supposed to do certain things because he's your dad. That's an illusion. When we get married, that means that you're going to change and be the way that married people are. That's an illusion. Your boss, it doesn't mean that they have a better education, that they're more qualified, or that they are the personal authority over you. That's an illusion. Okay, so now we're going to get into some of the heavier things. So let's talk about the justice system. (laughs) This is one of my favorites. Um, Like I said on the last podcast, I was going to become a criminal psychologist, and this was a really big part of my plight. So justice is an illusion. Justice is an entity that is really (laughs) made up from the ego's need to punish. Punishment does not heal. It doesn't help perpetuate society or the individual forward. That's been proven over and over again. The death penalty, solitary confinement, the reason why people need that to happen is not for the person in question. It is for the quote-unquote victim. It's for society to feel good, like they did something. Um, That eye for an eye mentality is all an illusion. Nothing good for the greater good comes out of what we call justice or punishment. I also want to step into the prison system because the illusion that prison is to keep bad guys off the street Prison is a business. Prisons cost taxpayers $45,000 to $60,000 per inmate in a year to house and facilitate. I just want you to think about that. Think about how much an average person works for in a year, how much college tuition costs. That is not backed by the government. School is definitely not free. But just comparing all these different things, the overall illusion that it's for your greater good, this is what this person deserves, and this is going to keep bad guys off the street. That's the illusion. So next, I'm going to talk about the devil. Now, before I talk about that, I want to be clear that This is not about religion. Um, I'm going to do a separate episode on religion because I believe in omniism. I think that all religions are valid. I think that there's so many things that they have in common and the need to be right comes from the ego. So this is not to question the teachings of any religious group, but just talking about the devil as an entity. So creating an entity called the devil basically passes off responsibility, personal responsibility for the situation that you attracted or created, and it ultimately stops you from growing in the ways that you needed to. 
So let's say something happens to you and you're like, that ain't nothing but the devil. That allows you to sweep whatever happened under the rug, blame it on the devil and move on. Where's the opportunity for you to see that you needed that? Suffering, nothing causes human growth more than suffering. And if you can just question why did the devil do this or why did God allow this or whoever is outside of yourself, you don't get that beautiful opportunity to internalize how you participated, how you attracted it, and how it can propel you forward to your next level. Okay, so next we're going to talk about the medical authority. So our Western medicine really thrives off of two things. Fear, your fear of dying or getting sicker or whatever, and your lack of education and involvement in your own health. So doctors are here to provide information as far as chemical reactions in the body. That's what they study. They don't have to study nutrition. They're not studying how the body heals itself. And, you know, everything involved with that visit, your pharmaceutical companies, there's so many politics involved with medicine and money involved with medicine. Like, let's just take a second to think about the fact that money is associated with health care. That is so mind-blowing to me. I cannot get treatment if I can't pay you or I can't get a certain level of treatment because I can't pay you. Anytime money is involved, it's just going to be a conflict of interest as far as the genuine nature behind what they're doing. One thing about medicine that a lot of people don't know, they feel like they have to take medicine, and that's the fear. I don't want to get sicker or worse if I don't take medicine. Medicine, a lot of times, is to relieve symptoms and make you comfortable. And the most money comes from the medicine that keeps you on it. Blood pressure medicine, HIV medicine, cancer um any of these diseases that they just give you enough to be comfortable, but you have to pay for it for the rest of your life. What better business structure is there? You're a lifelong customer. There are so many alternative medicine that is not approved by the FDA. When you Google these health research databases, WebMD, Mayo Clinic, they're not readily giving you this information and they may mention you know this natural remedy has said to have these effects but there's no um, research there's no evidence to support that why is it so much harder to find what plant or what herb can heal you and this is where I really encourage everybody to educate yourself don't leave your personal well-being this is your body this is your life don't leave it in the hands of somebody else don't let them be the authority I haven't been to a medical doctor in years and everything that I've come across I've been able to remedy energetically and herbally something natural from the earth and just remembering that 
you can have a closer relationship with yourself. You can be more in tune with yourself. When you're taking, when you slam a Tylenol down, you're telling your body to shut up and keep going. Stop whining, keep moving. When you can take a second and meditate, you can take some lavender, some essential oils and bring it across your nose. You can drink some water, find out what's wrong and cater to that and heal it. And we don't even see it as mistreatment or hushing the body, but it's it's talking to you. It's telling you it needs something. And we are so accustomed to just taking a pill and keeping on moving. Okay, let me get off my horse with that because I could talk about that all day. <laughs> so the next thing is hierarchy in life forms. That's an illusion. Somebody somewhere has always thought that they that their life matters more. And that's on all levels, from you squishing a bug to having a chicken sandwich and just remembering that it's not okay to view the world from a selfish perspective. Like if it's not happening to me, I don't care. Like if it's not an American issue, I don't care. If it's not a white issue or a black issue, a Hispanic issue, I don't care. If it's not a female issue, I don't care. Your compassion must expand. So that's going to take me into food packaging. The illusion of, you know what, let me back up a second to that hierarchy. I also wanted to touch on just animals in, in particular. Having the hierarchy about pets, that a dog's life is more valuable than a cow or a chicken. I had this conversation with someone who was asking me about going vegan and this person was a dog lover and I was trying to explain the compassion piece behind going vegan and that person was only interested in their personal health needs which is okay but just for perspective's sake I wanted to open up that part of the conversation and I was just like really think deeply about what makes it okay to slaughter a cow and eat it and not a dog. We keep dogs in the home. We love on them. We care for them. If somebody kicked a dog and we saw it, we're on the phone with 911 or in their face. Why is that? We were taught that there's no actual difference between their lives, the value of their lives. But we're taught that and we write it off because it's normalized. So moving on to food packaging, I was actually just watching a commercial from PETA. And before I get into the commercial, let's just talk about how cute a burger or a chicken sandwich comes. When you are being mindful about everything that you engage in, you're thinking about more than just what is presented to you. The burger fits perfectly in your hand. The packaging looks awesome. There's even a cartoon character of the animal as, you know, the logo or the mascot. And it's normalized. A part of waking up from that illusion is seeing that you have a happy animal depicted on this sign, but it went through tragedy 
to make it on this plate in this cute packaging. I just, I'm going to hold space for that. And I'm not scrutinizing or ridiculing anyone for where they're at in their process. I used to eat medium rare steak. I used to eat poke bowls, crab legs, anything you could imagine. I grew up a meat eater. But there is a responsibility that you have as a life form to other life forms and not just on a dietary level but just compassion in general the way that we're able to be in the illusion with homeless people that you can walk by and ignore these people or look right through them open up your heart space as you see you're only responsible for what you know and how awakened you are at the time and if you can see Take responsibility. So I could go on and on and on about the different illusions that there are, but I encourage you to sit down and journal and really go through and think about the things that are illusions around you or in your life. Question everything. It's so healthy. Um... So depression, shock, disbelief, losing will to want to even be here or understanding the purpose of life, those things can happen after having this process and feeling like you're the outcast, feeling like you're alone, feeling like no one else can see but you. You don't know who to talk to, where to run. It can be very overwhelming. When I had this process, I was in a sunken place, a depression for about a year. And it's because I went down a rabbit hole. Every single thing that I could question, I just continued. My mind just kept going and going and going. I'm like, oh my God, everybody's out to get us. Everyone is terrible. How could <laughs> how could human life be so devalued? I was just so disgusted with the world and so um, just in disbelief. Like, how how did we even get here? Why is it like this? So many questions, so much disappointment, so much hopelessness. Like, there's so much work to be done. It's never going to get better. And I knew that I couldn't stay there at that place forever. So that's why I started to make these transitions that I'm going to tell you about. But we refer to this as the dark night of the soul. That's something a lot of spiritual teachers will talk about. And the dark night of the soul was actually coined by St. John of the Cross, who was a Spanish monk. And he basically coined that term based on his experience with this process. And he wrote a book on it. And he just basically describes it as a lost, empty, and hopeless time. Um, but if you are experiencing this, I want to tell you congratulations because not everybody has the opportunity to allow their soul to meet their human experience and reach that intended potential. A lot of people are just operating and for your soul to come through 
and be a part of this experience, be present and really show up how it's supposed to and make choices and see and help other people see that's a purposeful life. Your soul has already decided that you're not going to be one of the ones that is just here, that just came to die. You live to die. If you don't have a purpose and let your soul shine through, So it's going to be more than okay. No one said it was going to be easy, but you're going to get to have a very unique experience. So I encourage you to embrace that, to continue to hold on. And we're going to talk about how to make it through this. The first thing I want to say is that the world does not need to be any different than it is. As you're awakening, you immediately think something's wrong with the world or everything is wrong with the world. Everything is in perfect order. I want you to think about if the world were perfect. People say all the time, if the world were perfect, I'd be bored out of my mind. Even on the small level, if my relationship or my friendships were perfect, I'd be bored. We got to have a tip here or there. We got to have this. People enjoy and need contrast, polarity, opposition. That is what gives you the opportunity to express and to create, to change, to grow. If there's nothing to grow, if there's nothing to change, if there's nothing to create, what is the point? So try to embrace that as a positive thing. We really have to look at the glass, of course, half full, than half empty when you can really get to an objective space where you're not thinking this is terrible or this is great you don't have to slap a label on anything there's just an area of opportunity for your soul's place in the world there's an opportunity for you to discover yourself or to discover other people there's an opportunity for experiences to be had and that for me Just having that understanding, I'm like, okay, there's work for me to do. And I quit my job and started working. You know, on a spiritual level, I started my work. I'm like, I can put my hands here, put my energy here, put my time here, put my heart here. Because I see there's a need. If there wasn't a need, what would we do? So my other advice on a practical level or applicable level starting right now today is to communicate find healing spaces whether it's your journal whether it's someone else that you know is going through this a mentor that you found someone who understands and who can also see when you're ready for that you're gonna open up to that and you'll attract it and it'll show up if you don't have it already I also encourage you to go within, sit with yourself. One thing about humans is we feel like we're not supposed to be uncomfortable. We only wanna be happy. We only wanna be excited. We only want to feel good. The things that don't feel so good are equally as important. That is what inspires you. What inspires you more than the loss of something? the loss of peace, the discomfort of consciousness. It brings inspiration. 
Um, I also want to encourage you to develop healthy self-care practices. You want to treat yourself really, really well during this time, whatever that looks like. Massages, baths, turning your phone off for two days at a time, taking a hike, yoga, exercise, intimacy, whatever helps you have a positive escape and remind you of feeling good. Um, Get in touch with nature. You definitely want to be grounding yourself. The ions that connect with you on the ground, just from grounding, being on actual grass and earth, not concrete, (laughs) with your bare feet can bring you peace. Hugging a tree, literally, energetically, and on a cellular level can bring you peace. What you're eating, get just get in touch with anything that has to do with the earth. Getting you some crystals, some stones, drinking herbal tea, anything from the earth that you can try to integrate it. Uh, and open yourself up to things that help you, like this podcast. You're already doing a great job. Let yourself be exposed to more information, to more guidance, to help you take more steps. And then lastly, I'm going to, I always love to leave you with a good book. One book that helped me through this process is called A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. I've talked about this book plenty of times before on all of my other platforms. It was one of the most impactful books in my beginning process and I know y'all still reading the instructions so just add this to the list don't get crazy (laughs) don't read two books at a time (laughs) but the concept of a new earth is about awakening to your life and its purpose and to and seeing the earth in a new way like it's literally a whole new world once you wake up it's not what you thought so he has this piece in the book that I think is really appropriate for the end of our conversation and just to help you with finding peace, enjoyment, and acceptance. So I'm going to read a page from the book. So whenever you get the book, it's under the title enjoyment. So it says enjoyment is the second modality of awakened doing. On the new earth, enjoyment will replace wanting as a motivating power behind people's actions. Wanting arises from the ego's delusion that you are a separate fragment that is disconnected from the power that lives behind all creation. Through enjoyment, you link into that universal creative power itself. When you make the present moment, Instead of past and future, the focal point of your life, your ability to enjoy what you do and with it the quality of your life increases dramatically. Joy is the dynamic aspect of being. Let me pause right there. Joy is the dynamic aspect of being. If you don't have a meditation practice, this is where you really need to have one. Just being. Not doing anything, not looking a certain way, not giving anything, receiving anything. If you can just sit down with silence and enjoy the fact that you're there, period, and find joy in that. Like, you got to come back. Come back to home. Come back to within. Come back to just the gift of life and the experience. Like, I get to take up space right now. 
it may sound crazy, but I still, on a regular basis, get so tripped out that I'm here. And it can get so emotional for me. Like, I'm in this body. (laughs) And I understand my soul, my physical, and all of it. It's all working together. But my soul's connection to my body is a unique relationship that I can move my hand when I want to, that my body is so intelligent that I can think about an action that I want to do and it sends all this information through my brain, my nerves, and it just happens in nanoseconds. I'm present. I can feel. Life is a privilege. So... Back to the page. So it says, when the creative power of the universe becomes conscious of itself, it manifests as joy. One more time. When the creative power of the universe becomes conscious of itself, it manifests joy. When your powerful creative self becomes conscious of itself, you will manifest joy. Y'all know I am just, I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to share these details with you. Um, And just take a look around. So much has changed, even just in our short lifetime. But if you look over the history of things, things have changed and come such a very long way. People are really freeing themselves and helping each other and loving. And it just matters what you're focusing your attention on. So just try to see the beauty, focus your attention on the beauty, and create more of it. All right, beautiful people, divine, powerful, creative souls. You know, I love y'all. I need y'all to do three things for me. One, subscribe so you get an update every time I post. Two, Continue to share me. If you love me and you love this content, share me. You cannot be the only person walking around here healed, okay? <laughs> so let's just keep that energy going. Y'all did, I'm, again, thank you so much for how much you shared this podcast on that first episode. So let's just keep that going. And lastly, can somebody ask Ainsley McLeod, where's my check? Because a lot of y'all went to go get that book after I suggested it, and I just need my money. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. Uh, But yes, just remember that your ultimate truth is only what resonates with you. So even everything that I just told you, everything that you read in that book, take what feels like truth to you and disregard the rest. Stay patient, stay encouraged, and stay true to yourself. Until next time, peace. Thank you for listening in to Yogi Jazz, the podcast. I look forward to sharing content with you in the future. If you would like to connect locally, please reach out. If you would like to bring me to your city, please reach out. You can find me on Instagram at Yogi Jazz Porter or visit www.yogijazzporter.com for all offerings. Namaste.